You can get it done. What's more, you gotta get it done. There's a gleam, man. There's a gleam. Let's get the gleam, all right? Let's go. Want a piece of that championship? Put it in here. Hey, guys, where else would you rather be? Welcome into Hour 2 of Big Dog Sports Talk with Rick Watson. Join the conversation now on the Long and Foster Baker Team Hotline, 540-639-4900. Or text Rick and the show at 744-2990. And now your host, the Big Dog, Rick Watson. underway here on this Tuesday. Hope you're well, wherever you might be. Text line's always open for you, 744-2990. Joining us now, leadoff hour number two. Very happy report. Sounding much better. He's over his eldest, Mike Burnup, the Hokie Hall of Famer. Good morning, Michael. How are you? Good morning, Rick. I'm doing well. How about you? Doing okay, man. Glad to hear you. Uh, you got your pep in your step again. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. It's uh, It's been good. Get a little better every day, and... Uh... Nice to see a little snow out there for a change. If you got cold weather, you might have a little bit of white stuff. You may as well, right? As long as it's not too much on the road. <laughs> but uh, it was pretty. But, uh, dang on, I wish spring would come. <laughs> yeah, we can't wait. We can't wait till it gets warm now. The VDOT people did a great job, by the way. I'm always marveled at how well they do, considering, you know, we had a we had a lot of snowfall about an hour, hour and a half, and it was cold. But I got went out this morning, and the roads were virtually clear, man. Those guys do a great job. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Absolutely. All right. Um, first of all, your guy Bruce Arians last night on the Manning cast. I mean, he was terrific. Yeah, that. yeah. yeah he was good. Yeah, I texted him, and he was uh, <laughs> excited to do it. And then I watched a bunch of it, kind of flipping back and forth a little bit. And then uh, when it was all done, I said, good job. I said, I bet that was a lot of fun. And he said, yeah, it was a lot of fun. He had a couple of emojis of, of uh, nice ice-cold drinks. <laughs> yes, so, yes. Think, yeah. I think he was going to have fun and uh, you know, just watching his guy Todd Bowles win, you know, that was a good win for them. Man, oh, man, the Eagles, what in the world happened to that team? I know. I mean, Holy it's, cow, it's, they were like gangbusters to start the season. And then you talk about going downhill like the Titanic. Wow. Feels like some heads are going to roll there, doesn't it? It really does. Yeah. Hard to believe. A year after being in the Super Bowl, they might fire their coach. It's crazy. It's crazy. I don't know. But then – then, is that worse than the Cowboys? No. Laying, no. Laying an egg? <laughs> Holy cow, did the Packers play good. And I don't know what they're oh. going to do there. I, Mike, it's got to be hard, right? It's got to be hard for a coach knowing you have an owner like Jerry Jones. I know he's going to pay oh, you. Yeah. Right, but it's got to be just the intrusion, the constant intrusion has got to be a turnoff to take that job. Oh, yeah. I mean, just look at uh, how it was with Jimmy Johnson and how long it took him to get – and the Ring of Honor and all the stuff and the, the bad will between those two dudes for the longest time when they were like, weren't they college teammates? Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, it took them forever to kind of mend their relationship after all that. And so, yeah, he's a, he's a different duck. I think everybody understands and knows that. But, man, that was uh, that was bad there. 16 games straight in a row they had won at home. Yes, yeah. And they go out there and play like that, get down – Ooh, that pick six right before the half, and they're lucky they scored right before the half with 
no time left. But um, man, that's a uh, that's a tough pill to swallow if you're you're a Cowboy fan. And you know, I know the league. Their bottom line, they won't care. These ratings will be you know through the roof. But all these games, other yeah. than the Rams Lions game, like that was a very disappointing Super Wild Card weekend. There wasn't a lot of good competitive football in those games. No, it wasn't. Hope it'd be better this time. I feel just kind of felt bad for Miami having to go to play at Kansas City in that mess. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess it all goes back to you know you got to. That's why you got to win to get home field, but. Good Lord, is that like the worst case scenario if you're a Dolphins? You know, go from that warm Miami to that right. mess? Right. Holy cow. I mean, you know, like for the playoffs, put a roof on the place or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and Buffalo having to cancel theirs, you know, a couple of days because of all the snow they got. Man, oh, man, was it cold there, too. But they played well. And, um, yeah, it should be a fun weekend, at least to come up this weekend. It'll get better. I I hope so. I hope so. Uh, Things pretty quiet on the tech front right now in terms of new additions, but we saw that one of their uh, previous players found a pretty good home, huh? Yeah, Daquan Wright, you know, he ended up at Ole Miss from that portal. And uh, I know that uh, he was looking to try to improve his NIL status, I believe. Mm -hmm. And um, I would think Ole Miss certainly has the ability to do that. And so, yeah, good for him. I don't know what their tight end situation was, but obviously they must have liked him good enough to offer. And uh, he'll be an old Miss Rebel now. So good for him. Glad he landed on his feet because so many times you see these guys enter the portal and they don't help themselves. And, you know, it remains to be seen how he'll do there. Um, but, yeah, good for him. Get the opportunity. Yeah, a team that's really loaded up, too, out of the portal. Yeah. So, I mean – uh, I guess they must think a lot of him. Like you said, he got paid. So, uh, good. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm glad for him. I'm glad for him. Yeah. I mean, Lane Kiffin does a great job down there. I mean, good Lord. That's, uh, you know, now the Saban's out. And, you know, and DeBoer takes over there. You never know what's going to happen with Alabama. Um, so, you know, Ole Miss could just slip right in the picture. They're really, really good. Do you think uh, – we had some textures talking about this. Do you feel like Nick Saban's done completely with coaching? you think he's just at the point – because I, I never felt like Bill Belichick is done yet, and sure enough, he interviewed with the Falcons yesterday. Do you think Saban's completely done? Well, I don't. I definitely think Belichick will come back somewhere. He wants that record, man, for the most wins, and he's pretty close to it. So I think for sure he'll be back. As far as Saban, you know, I don't know um, – until they clean up the game and get some rules and regulations, I would think he would probably stay retired. But I think in my mind, if this thing went to like whatever it would be, 60, 70, 80 teams, whatever, yeah, some super conference, he would be the man to run it. Yeah. Wouldn't that be awesome? Sure. Because he, he would set the rules, the parameters, the, the salary cap, <laughs> you know, so to speak. Uh, but I think he'd be a great commissioner of a new league that was just totally football. I like that. And let him just kind of run it. I think he'd be fantastic if that ever happens. And so who knows what, what the future holds for him. But what an incredible job and just to come in like that just because just you're pretty much just fed up with it. Like, you know, nah. I mean, it's the same thing as Coach K and, you know, Bayheim and Roy Williams and, you going through there, I mean, all them older guys, they, I don't think they like dealing with that crap anymore. And, you know, I think it kind of got to him as well. You know, that's a, a different great, world. I, I think your thought, I, I hadn't heard that thought. That's that's a very good thought. I could see that definitely fitting him like a glove. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. 
shoot you at, man. Who would, who would they tr- people trust more than him? I mean, you know, a lot of people don't like him, but I mean, I think in terms of doing a good job and running a conference and having rules and all that sort of thing, I think he'd be great. The Virginia Tech Hall of Famer Mike Burnup joining us on the program. And well, let's look at uh, Tech men's basketball. They fought hard without Hunter Couture. It was a close ball game. And your thoughts on uh, Tech and how they performed against the Knowles. And this is a big week for them, but an opportunistic week as well, if they can get Couture back especially. Yeah, it would be great. Obviously, he's such a big part of it when you think he's your best defender. And, you know, he's averages almost 14 points. And he's made more threes, I think, than anybody. And averages more minutes than anybody. And they miss him for sure. Uh, you know, Sean Padula, Padula has had to pick up the slack. You know, he got named ACC Player of the Week yesterday for his you know, new career high of 33, which mm-hmm. topped the 32 he had against Clemson. But, you know, the Hokies, you got to protect your home court, and they weren't able to do that, unfortunately, and had a great opportunity. Um, but you can't turn the ball over like they have been turning it over. People talk about Sean and how great he's been offensively. He's got to clean up the turnovers, Rick. I mean, I think there were six of them the other night. Yeah. I mean, that's like a quarterback throwing right. whatever, three interceptions. You can't do it. And so, you know, that's – that's the thing. I mean, you think about it, Hokie shot 48 point something percent, almost 50 percent. And so when you think about that, you got 15 turnovers or whatever. If you just convert, you know, you're shooting 50 percent. If you don't have 15 empty possessions and you score on a few more of those things, you're going to win the game, right? Mm-hmm, sure, I mean, sure. When you're shooting 50 percent. So I know Coach is frustrated about that and losing the game at home. But, uh, it's a, yeah, it's a good opportunity. Virginia has really struggled more on the road, obviously, than at home. Uh, but, you know, the JPJ will be rocking for the rival game tomorrow night. And then NC State's a pretty good team, obviously, and they'll be rolling down there Saturday. So, yeah, big week for them for sure. It'll be nice to get this one on the road uh, tomorrow night. Uh, they're just challenged offensively. I mean, one guy double figures the other day. Yeah. Ten points, but Beekman, I mean, that's amazing. Wake Forest is good now, but, you know, scoring 47 points, uh, that's that's not going to win you many games in this league. Yeah, and it, it's such a it's just a strange anomaly. It, it, as good as the pack line has been down there, that, you know, really, even though they won a national title, and I know they had good players and it fit in, but they have had so much trouble down there, haven't they? Finding a consistent offensive game. They have they've had no consistency offensively throughout Tony Bennett's tenure down there. Yeah, it's been a little bit frustrating, and I think you kind of hear it in his voice a little bit yesterday when at a conference call. Um, but you know, it's, it's a work in progress, and you know, if they stick with it, maybe in a year or two they'll get it together. Uh, who knows? You know, you can get yourself right with the portal, but you know, obviously they got issues down there, and. You know, again, it's not just their offense giving up and you know, whatever they gave up, 60-some points That's to Wake right. Forest. That's I mean, right. you know, their defense hadn't been quite as dialed in either. And so, you know, Beekman's probably a guy thinking, you know, why exactly did I come back <laughs> last year? <laughs> this isn't what I expected, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think, uh, I guess who's doing the color on TV tomorrow night? Who's that? The great one, Seth Greenberg. No, oh, is he really? <laughs> yeah, is he really? That. Oh, that'll be interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah be good to see old Seth. You guys can hang out. Yeah. The Hall of Fame back when, when uh, Malcolm Delaney got in back in the fall. 
And, uh, yeah, he and Doug Sherman will be on the call tomorrow night, so it'll be kind of cool. Yeah, that is kind of cool. I mean, he still has – he still sounds like he has really a, a nice affinity for Virginia Tech in his time in Blacksburg. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, it was good to him, and, uh, you know, made a, he had a heck of a run. And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if one day if the right job didn't come around, he might get into it too. You just never know. Think about Hubert Davis was doing that – we're doing what Seth was doing. And then all of a sudden, you know, the opportunity to came to go back to Carolina as an assistant. He goes back there, and then Roy retires, and he's a head man. So you never know what might happen to uh, some of these guys. But, yeah, it would be fun to catch up with him. And, you know, David DeGuzman leaving uh, FXR, you know, I just wanted to give a shout-out. He yeah. did a great job for, you know, him, Jermaine. They do a great job down there at WFXR and, their sports casts and wish David de Guzman all the luck heading up to Ohio. So good for him. Yeah, he's a he's a good dude and uh he, yeah. he worked really hard down there. So I'm good to see him. It's another opportunity for him, so glad to see it. it's kinda of like a coaching tree. Jermaine's got his uh T V got his T V tree. Yeah. 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 The big daddy got a tree. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, he's a Syracuse guy and grew up in New York, so going to Ohio that'll be good. A little buckeyes in him. So, yeah, good for David. Speaking of uh, Hubert Davis, Carolina, they seem to be making uh, a resounding statement oh, right right now in the ACC, yeah. which I think is a very deep league this year. But Carolina has definitely separated themselves, haven't they? Yeah, I agree. I mean, they are playing well. They're not if it's home or on the road. It seems like when the game gets near the end, the last eight, ten minutes, you know, they kind of turn it on and get the stops, get the buckets. And uh, they're going through a nice little stretch right now. And, uh, you know, a long season and they could have their lumps and go through a couple where they lose a few in a row but clearly I think they're the class of the league right now and um, you know Wake's pretty good NC State's pretty good but Carolina is just playing at a higher level right now yeah they really really are but the league is I mean you're right Wake has been a great surprise and you know I watch Florida State and of course it's no surprise there giving um, you know who's coaching them and Miami and with Larry Nagy I mean they're the there's some old heads on the sideline. These teams are, I think, maybe outperforming what people thought. The league looks really good to me from top to bottom. Yeah, yeah, it does. And, I mean, I was I ran through this thing the other day on our pregame show because we had that five-minute slide. And yeah. it was like last, just last week in the top ten, top 11 teams in the country, nearly every one of them lost. I mean, I don't know that there's a dominant team out there. I mean, you know, you think about all those teams, you know, Purdue's getting beat by Nebraska and, all these other teams are getting upset by these teams like, like, what? How could that team beat that team? And it was just like one after the other after the other, you know, went down, went down. And so I don't know that there's a dominant team out there, but Carolina sure looks good. And uh, hopefully for the sake of the league, uh, they can get back into it. And, you know, Duke's good too. You know, that'll be obviously a great matchup when those two eventually play. So it's going to be fun to watch the, it's going by fast. I mean, we're in the middle of January, my man. I know. It's crazy. It really is. Yeah. It's it's insane yeah. how quickly it goes. Once you get into conference play, it's like football season. You flip a switch and you look back and it's like, wow, we're already talking about the, the last month of the season. It's here. It's here. Yeah. Yeah, sure enough. It's going to be fun to see. And uh, I know football had a bunch of recruits in last weekend. They were at the basketball game. Uh, so... Yeah, they're they're still working their fanny off trying to get roster management. And, you know, some of the guys are working on the 
media guides and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, that's still an ongoing process, recruiting and after the coaching convention that they were all at last week. So, yeah, it was uh, pretty good. A little disappointing in the old championship game, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was uh, – the last two years we haven't had a very good game, right? Mm. In any way, shape, or form. Yeah, well, two years ago was a joke, yeah, for sure. But, yeah. And then how about Mike Norvell cashing in, man? He got a nice, sweet deal yeah, how for – How about that? Somebody leaving once the – program to leave the conference <laughs> he's gonna get rewarded i mean I it's know. so funny all these guys said man i wouldn't touch that alabama job <laughs> i know like man i would i'd be after that thing in a heartbeat because <laughs> if you don't succeed after two or three years they're gonna fire your fanny right yeah <laughs> and you're gonna walk away with about eight or ten million <laughs> absolutely absolutely <laughs> I'm, I'm in bro <laughs> i mean jimmy sexton the uh he was kind of the agent for a lot of those guys right and kind of yeah. used the alabama oh, yeah. job for his clients and that's what happened there i don't know how serious they were about norvell but i know they talk but nonetheless you're right he got a huge payday down there at fsu yeah yeah huge yeah so <laughs> always change happening all around so it'll when be fun when you uh when you guys heading to charlottesville uh, we're leaving this afternoon, uh, going right to the arena uh, for the shoot-around. And, uh, you know, come back right after the game tomorrow night and turn around and head back to Raleigh on Friday afternoon for the Saturday game. So, it'll be back-to-back, and then we got a couple more at home. And then the month of February is the craziest schedule of all time because there is not one home Saturday basketball game in the month of February. Really? Virginia Tech Okies. Really? How in the world yeah. did that – every game's on the road in, on the Saturday? Every or? game's on the road in February. That makes zero sense. That's, Saturday. That feels like that, that was an oversight, right? They kind of let that kind of <laughs> slip through there. That didn't feel right. Wow. <laughs> yep. That's kind of bizarre. Nuts. Well, at least this yeah, week – it is a little crazy. At least this week you got a couple places you can drive to, so that's always a good thing. Always a good oh, thing. Oh, yeah, no <laughs> doubt. No doubt. I always look forward to going to Miami at the end of the month because it'll be – Warmer than here. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You don't mind that one at all, do you? <laughs> no, no, not at all. Problem is, you go from Miami to Notre Dame, so you're talking about like two ends of a spectrum. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You're going to go from sunshine to probably snow on the ground uh, South Bend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, Mike, I'm glad you're feeling so much better, man, and I uh, appreciate yeah. you and uh, listen uh, to you tomorrow night, you and Zach on the call. Yeah, sounds good, Rick. Y'all have a good week yourselves, and uh, we'll catch up next week. All right, brother. Take care of yourself. Stay safe. We'll do. All right, there you go. That's good stuff there from uh, Mike Burnup, as usual. And he's right. I just uh, Carolina's just uh, put your foot down because they're on a roll right now. They got their foot on the pedal. But we'll see. The league is good. Mike mentioned that all these upsets and how many times we talked about the parity because of the portal, right? It's really affecting college basketball because you only have about, realistically, maybe 10 or 11 roster spots because teams don't go usually much deeper than that. I think it's helping out college basketball, Power 5 level and underneath it. We'll be back here on a Tuesday. now on this Tuesday. 
thanks to Mike Burnham, Jermaine Farrell. Scheduled to join us next, Sports Director WFXR, when we come back. to the VDOT folks. Great job by them. Everything uh, fairly smooth. I think Blacksburg's been the only spot that's been reported this morning from textures that might not be the greatest in the world, but everywhere else is doing okay. Joining us now on the program, Sports Director WFXR. His name is Jermaine Farrell. Jermaine, how are you? Good morning, man. Good morning, Pete, sir. How are you doing? Doing okay. Doing okay. I hope you are doing well. Hey, our first snow. Everybody... Everybody safe and sound in the Farrell household this morning. Everybody good to go. Oh, everybody's good to go. Yes, uh, I mean, and the thing is, is that it's just part of winter. It's part of winter. Everybody's yeah, getting is. it, and it is. Everybody's enjoying it. So yeah, we we will take it as it comes. Mike just mentioned, and I know you probably want to talk about the fact that David De Guzman moving on after a great career with you folks down at FXR. What a great dude, David is. I tell you, he's awesome, and, and he's really added a lot to our coverage. I mean, he's been with us for north of five years and really worked hard, very passionate about Olympics. So if you need an Olympic question or if you have like, who wants to be a millionaire or Jeopardy or something like that, a photo friend, and it was an Olympic question, he'd be the guy. And, you know, just what he cared about, I mean, what's neat, you know, is just – his, one of the best storytellers I've ever been around, uh, and he's going to do a lot of great things in Columbus, Ohio, uh, working at our sister station up there, NBC affiliate up there, and uh, very passionate in storytelling and, and just getting the word out on people. So I, I just feel that there's a, there's an opportunity, and, and yeah, sometimes you know you, you're 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 doing something for a long time in one spot. And sometimes you spread your wings and do other things. And very proud of him. He will surely be missed. And, you know, very beloved, you know, by the coaches and players. And what's neat is, like I said, he covered Kenny Brooks when he was up at James Madison as a coach up there. And then he comes down here, covers him at Virginia Tech. And then the same with Brad Lutz, who's at William Byrd. He covered him up in uh, Broadway, which is up in the Shenandoah Valley area. So, a lot of good friends, a lot of good people, and he will definitely be missed. And, of course, uh, we'll be um, rocking and rolling and looking for uh, someone to – you can never replace uh, David Guzman, but you hope you get someone in that, that can meet the standards that we have at WFSR Sports, and, and we will be doing that. 
Well, I'll miss seeing him down at RU as well. So uh, please give him my best. And you will, though, because that standard is lofty down at WFXR. And much of that credit goes to you, my friend, for the department that you have built. There's no question about it. You guys are the best. So. Well, I mean, the thing is, when we started in 2015, I mean, when uh, uh, NextArt purchased the station, and one of the biggest things that was mentioned, Tom Brewer, who's now our assistant news director, he was our morning show producer, and he said, you know, when we first started, that, you know, when, when you have three stations that are established already in the market with their news departments, I mean, the stations that were established back in the 50s, so it's kind of like when we started in 2015, it felt like what they were doing back in the 1950s. And, you know, when you have established news departments, you have established weather departments. I mean, it takes time to get traction, and we've had over the years. But one area I felt we made an immediate impact was sports. I mean, we came in there, and, and you know, you know, no one knew who we were. I mean, it's, it's funny. Kevin E. Martin used to work at our station. Um she comes to, for the first time, funny story, first time she ever comes to cover something at Virginia Tech was a press conference. This was back in uh, August of 2015. And she's never been to, never been down the Wayne Stadium, never been down that area. She's walked across the field and someone's yelling at her. says, hey, 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 hey. And she keeps like, it's Coach Frank Beaver. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> Coach Beaver is helping her find her way to the press box and, the press uh, conference area and all that. And it was Coach Beamer's last year at Virginia Tech as head coach. And, of course, that's what Coach Beamer's all about. But, you know, it's, it's taken time. And, and now for us to be, you know, respected, not only in the area but in the community, um, it was real special and, and really uh, awesome. And, and if I could, I, I know um, I'd like to say this. So our um, – I was honored this past Saturday with the Pinella Chubb, Dr. Pinella Chubb Wilson Award, which Congratulations. Uh, is award, which is an award that goes to the, um, you know, uh, they represent someone at the Roanoke chapter of the Southern Christian Leadership Conference. Very cool. Which, that, which was established, of course, by Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And what was so neat, this, this you know, and I got emotional, all choked up about it. It's on my Facebook page, the speech that I did. But you just think about all the people that have helped you and my family and, and, of course, my coworkers at WFXR. And one thing is big, giving back. I think, you know, more of that needs to happen. You know, give back to the community. I, I love helping the young people our community and, you know, showcasing the highlights of the high school kids and even the college kids that we have and, you have an opportunity to give back in, in, the, in our platform that, that I have and what we have at our station. It just goes to show you the growth that we've had, you know, in the last nearly nine years. And so it's such a blessing that we get this opportunity. But I want to personally thank the, uh, the committee of the Royal Chapter of the Southern Christian Leadership Conference. What's funny is like Dr. Preneller uh, Chubb Wilson, she was saying, you know, I've been wanting to give this to you for years, and I finally get the opportunity, and she really fought hard for civil rights and everything uh, in that regard. She, she definitely worked with Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, and she's 90 years young, so a blessing. And I want to I, I want to thank them across the airway uh, for giving the opportunity for that. And, 
you know, like I said, just getting back to the community, Rick. That, and that's what we are. We're here. I mean, yeah, I know we talk sports. We do all that. But, you know, you, just giving back and being a part of this uh, this hour. I mean, I'm blessed to be in this hour with, uh, of course, you know, Mr. Smith and Mr. Burnup, two awesome Hall of Famers, and being a part of your galaxy, Rick. It goes to show you that uh, we have a good thing going, and, and, and it's a blessing. So I, I thank you for that. And um but, yeah, what we're doing at WFXR is, is second to none, and we will continue to do that. And it's an honor to be a part of the team. It's an honor to be part of your team. And you do a great job at Rapper, too. The, the coverage that you provide with your play-by-play is second to none, Rick. And your big league, I mean, the way you call a game, I tell you what, it is awesome to hear you do your thing. And not only on the radio, but also the broadcast. I mean, you're, you're big time. I mean, and... And the, and, and the pipeline of broadcasters, you know, at Rafford Athletics. I mean, the West Durham's, the um, uh, the Hunt, was it Hunt, uh, Hunt, Hunt Dave Huntsiker, yeah, Dave Huntsiker, yeah, yeah, at Oklahoma State. I mean, so there's a lot of guys that have gone on to do things that all started at Rafford, and, and you've kept the flame going. So. Kudos to you as well. Well, kudos to you guys because community comes out, everything you guys do, and we appreciate it. We're very happy, by the way, to have your weather department now part of this uh, program and this radio station. So it's great to get the updates from there as well. They do a great job. And uh, i got to ask you about this big matchup on Wednesday. I mean, uh, Tech and UVA. I mean, UVA reeling. Tech gave up a home game. I mean, what do you think, man? Uh, This is a massive game, isn't it? In-state, everything else going on on Wednesday night. Well, you know, when you look at the net, Virginia Tech's net ranking is higher than Virginia's. And Virginia, they play well at home. And, um, you know, their losses were obviously losses on the road. But, you know, you, you kind of, when you, we listen to both of Coach Young and, and Coach Bennett during the ACC uh, teleconference or the Zoom call that we get every Monday, and these coaches, I mean, they, they love this rivalry. A lot of respect. Mike Young respects Tony Bennett. Tony Bennett respects Mike Young. When it comes to basketball, and, and Tony Bennett said something interesting. In basketball, and I'm not saying it's not the same case for football in the sports. I mean, in football, it, it, it seems to me, not necessarily from the players, but from the fan base, it is like pure hate in football. Now, in basketball, I think there's more of a respect. And I think you see that on basketball because the coaches, again, I'm not saying that in football they don't do that because there's respect. But when you look at the basketball rivalry and the coaches, I mean, there's respect. They both respect each other. Uh, it's a healthy rivalry. It's not a heated, hated rivalry on the basketball court. And, you know, when you look at the last six meetings, Rick, they have all alternated wins. You know, and basically Virginia Tech has won in Blacksburg the last uh, three seasons. Virginia has won the last three in Charlottesville. The last time, of course, Virginia Tech won in Charlottesville. you got to go back to 2018 when Buzz Williams beat a second-ranked UVA team by a point back then in 2018. So, you know, this game is, is really a, a spirited game. It's a fun game, and it's, it's big because both these teams are kind of at a crossroads. I mean, for Virginia Tech, I mean, yeah, they, they had a chance to win that Miami game, and they probably should have won at Miami, at home against Miami, but, you know, they just made a couple of plays at the end that, that cost them the game. And then for Virginia Tech, I mean, for Virginia, they got to figure out a way to win on the road. I mean, it's got a hold serve at home, 
but you got to win those road those road games, and it's going to come down. I, I see this is a close game. I mean, Sean Padula, what a he's been on fire the last three games. ACC Player of the Week, and you know, averaging you know close to thirty a game, <laughs> and they're going to definitely need that. And I think what hurt Virginia Tech not having Hunter Couture out there. I mean, you got a veteran player out there that's doing his thing, and then for Virginia, they got to find more offense. I mean, 47 points is not going to get it done. And the way their pace of play is, and, and that's one big thing, Rick, their pace of play, if you can get up to about, against Virginia, if you get up to north of 60 points, you're going to probably beat Virginia. You're going to have a good chance. If, they, if, if the score gets into the 60s, 70s, or 80s, it goes against Virginia. But Virginia likes to keep it down low. Like back in the day, remember back in the day, the old NCAA games yeah. in the 80s when you'd have scores in the 50s and maybe you hit 60 on a good day. That's what Virginia wants. They don't, because of their pace of play and how they distribute the ball and all that, it's not a high-volume possession team. So they maximize their possessions. But if Virginia doesn't shoot well and they don't score, they're going to have a hard time winning. So it'll be interesting to see what happens on Wednesday night. It's going to be a fun atmosphere again at JPJ. Jermaine Farrell joining us on the program. He's the sports director at WFXR. And, you know, that league, I was just talking about it with Mike Jermaine, the ACC is really deep, isn't it? I mean, uh, it, just like on the ladies' side, I mean, both sides of the equation, man, the ACC is murderer's row night in and night out. It is. I mean, it's, I think someone showed a, showed the standings and they showed this was like the ACC back in the day when the North Carolina schools ruled the roost. Because the top four teams are the North Carolina schools with NC State and, and North Carolina and Duke and Wake Forest. That's what the I guess the founders of the ACC won. <laughs> the North Carolina all roads lead down Tobacco Road. But, you know, on the women's side, a, a tough loss for Virginia Tech. Um, and, you know, that, and that's a tough one because it's now that one call that happened where they called an offensive foul on Liz Kitley, which – even to this day, I don't see how that's a foul, but the officiating has been questionable. But, you know, that's the road of the ACC. I mean, you look at you know, what's going to happen. I mean, you know, because, you know, both sides are very deep. The men and the women are very deep when it comes to, you know, how they're out there playing. And it's going to be a fun time, and we really, you know, enjoy it. And But... For the men, I mean, the women are going to get a ton of it respect because they deserve it. But the men, it's kind of tricky because, yeah, it's deep. But how many bids are going to get? Because right now they only got like three or four teams going to make the NCAA tournament according to bracketology, which, you know, bracketology is what bracketology is. But, you know, if you look, you know, Virginia Tech and the women, they have a tough one. They go down to Duke. Virginia hosts Notre Dame, and you know how good they are. So it's not – you're never going to get a night off when women's play in the ACC. And then after that, Virginia and Virginia Tech, they uh, have games on Saturday. Virginia Tech at NC State, Virginia at Georgia Tech. So the ACC is not uh, for the week at heart. And the winner of Wednesday's game between Tech and UVA, they're going to be 3-3 three and three and going to be in a good spot. But right now, you know, you don't want to start – you don't want to dig yourself into a hole. Because I remember when Virginia Tech, a few years ago, they dug themselves in a hole. They won the ACC tournament. But you never want that to be a continuing trend. In the last few years, you know, Tech has kind of got off to a slow starting conference play. 
and they played well, you know, in all their conference games. It's just they've been snake bit a couple of times. Well, we look forward to WFXR's coverage on that one on Wednesday. Just like I look forward to talking to you each and every Tuesday. Appreciate your time as always, my friend. Good deal. If I could say something real quick, I, I know I ramble a lot, but no. there's going to be a big wrestling match over at, at Mill Mountain Theater. Roanoke College Wrestling, they're going to take on Washington and Lee Saturday at Mill Mountain Theater. You know, similar to what Tech does with their Moss Art Center yeah. wrestling matches. Yeah. So, so Roanoke and William, Washington and Lee, they're going to have a wrestling match 6 o'clock at Mill Mountain. So it'll be pretty neat to see a theater setting. You know, it's kind of unique to have wrestling events in different venues. I know Tech, they had a wrestling match at English Field. You know? That's right. So, That's right. So, so now it's like, so Ronald College and Washington Lee, they'll be hooking up a Saturday night, 6 o'clock, at the Mill Mountain Theater. So it'll be like one mat, I believe, will set up. And, you know, it's going to be a fun time. It's going to be electric out there. So if you, you like college wrestling or you like wrestling in general, you know, and I'm not talking about WWE wrestling. I don't know people are like, hey, they give steel chair and all that. Right. No, no, no. It's right. Greco-Roman wrestling will be at Mill Mountain Theater. So check that out on Saturday. All right. And uh, I'll be there. Actually, I'll be the public address announcer for it. Oh, so sweet, sweet. They, they drafted me on that. So all right. We'll, well, great stuff. Yeah, be sure to check that out and go out and say hello to Jermaine. All right, brother, listen, stay safe, man, and we'll talk again next week. You too. Have a good one. And by the way, rest in peace, Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> well, wasn't going to say a word, my friend. Hey, at least you got to the playoffs. At least you made the playoffs, like, unlike my yeah, team. But, so. but, it's just, but it's just the same as Denver. I mean, they, they, they played one more game than the Broncos. That's all they did. Well, and they didn't even so. show up for that game. <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. That's right. All right, man, listen, stay safe. We'll holler next week. You too. You All right. Take care. There you go. Great stuff there from uh, Jermaine Farrell. And I do mean that about Jermaine. You know, he, he's all about community. You can watch what they do, especially on the sports cast and that crew. I mean, it's all about trying to give back to us locally here. And uh, they, they accomplish that on a daily basis. And David DeGuzman, good luck, my friend. Best of luck. I hope you have a terrific new beginning in Ohio. We'll be back to wrap up hour two. We'll come back. out our second session of three here on this Tuesday. Again, those of you that are asking uh, if you're just getting up, the roads are okay. Um, we owe it all to the VDOT folks. They were even okay this morning and a little after 4 a.m. for the most part. There may have been a few little slick passage and so forth, but no, it's, uh, it's good to go. It's good to go. Just take your time and you'll be okay. And uh, for a while there yesterday, I wasn't sure. You know, in between that 6 and 7 o'clock time yesterday in Reiner, man, it was really coming down. It had gotten below freezing, so it was just, I mean, it was just piling up. 
and the roads i was out and about at the time and the roads kind of got covered up pretty quickly so fortunately though it stopped around nine and it gave those folks time to go out and do their thing on the highway david smith our nfl correspondent what in the world is wrong with the nfl playoffs only one good game to speak of we'll get david to talk about that And the free fall of the Philadelphia Eagles is complete. Join Mark Patrick.